Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One. We're up to Chapter One Hundred Two, Page Kuf Tzadik Vov, One Ninety Six. Truth is that the last Chapter One Hundred One deserves to be learned again and again and again. And also, I found some good words for the word hafla. I was thinking about it because we're looking for wonder, awe. I think two good words is uh, eminence and grandeur. Grandeur is the word I would use. The grandeur of the divine. So, to sum up, I said I think it's worthwhile reading again, but you know we won't do that. I'll just sum it up. Was Mechadish in chapter 101 over what was being said till now is obviously we're talking about how spheres of Atzillus reveal the divine. So we discussed how they reveal, first of all, they just... It's the interface that reveals and we are able to comprehend and perceive godliness in this world and feel godliness. Without it, it would not be possible. It would be like an airtight reality, a creation that conceals its source, its creator. Yeah, we would know little minimal things, but you wouldn't have appreciation. I also looked into the Zayr Begindish Tamudenbeh. The Zayr is a fascinating Zayr. He says that the Esosphiris... Um, are there in order for us to recognize God. Because how would we recognize? We'd have no handles. Because God in his own is beyond any description. But now that God manifests the chesed, so when you see chesed in the world, ah, it's a divine attribute. You see gvur in the world, justice, divine attribute. In other words, we have identifiable tools with which to speak about. He goes on there, it's very, very nice. He says, to say God is midis is these attributes, God is beyond attributes. Example he gives there, Interesting. This is Zayar Mamish, not the commentaries. He gives an example of a yam. So a yam is just a one big sea. When the yam touches the land, that's when you begin to... You, you know, it's still, when it comes to the shore, you still see it as a sea. But then when it comes to land, you're able to make a pit. And you could hold the water. You could take it into a cup. He says, take away the pit, take away the cup. The water runs right back to the sea. So it's back to, it's like, ain't safe. It's... That's his example that he gives there. And basically says, so first it comes in the general context as Kesar. Then it comes into a smaller pit as Chochmah. And being as a bigger pit. You know, he gives the whole thing. Like Kalim. He, he uses the word Kalim, mana, levushim, like, like Kalim and, and garments, yeah. There he doesn't go into the opinion. There, if you read that literally, it sounds more like the only the air doesn't have any tzir and shape. And it's like water, and it's the container that gives the shape. But obviously with the commentaries and the pardis. Based on that Zayr, that's where a lot of the, the, the Mukabolim have the disagreements. What is the meaning? Because the Zayr itself, you can interpret that the air, the air is like water. So, you you know. to see like an ocean, and that certainly has a... Yeah, 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 but it's just an interesting example in the Zayr itself. And that's Begindish Tamudmi. You know, a lot of times we, we, we know a Zayr, and you look at context, it's, he says, he ends up saying, but this is how we know him, through his attributes. And um, so obviously with, with Ayim Beis, it goes far deeper. So that's one thing. Then we go further that it's Megala Machshavis Hanalamis in the words of Reb Shemtiv. I just also looked at the Rabbeinu Shemtiv. I wanted to see. He lived in, uh, he was in Spain before the Gate of Svart. So he's, he's, he's like, ah? Online. Sefer HaMunas. It's the Sefer HaMunas of, of Reb Shemtiv. Oh, it's anti Rambam, Laubag, and Evanezer in the most harsh way. He was? Yeah. He says that they were philosophers. Philosophy was always puzzle. Like a chassid, it's Kabbalah, 
and that's it. And they mixed philosophy, and you should see it's very sharp against the Rambam. Oh. He writes, he writes in the opening, that, so this is Sefer Amunas. And the interesting thing is that his son and his grandson started embracing the Rambam. His grandson, is, if you look at Meir Nebuchim, his grandson wrote a Pirush on Meir Nebuchim. He's also a because he's the grandson of the... So it's interesting just to know the history. But he is like fire. I'd love to see that grandfather and grandson. Like assimilation, basically. <laughs> the Zayd is like arguing against Meir Nebuchim, and the grandson's writing a Pirush on Meir Nebuchim. <laughs> Shemtov was like a last name in that case? Cause they're all no, there's no last names. There's no last names then. Yeah, but you inherit the title Shemtov? Like the Boston Ghost? Yeah, it's, it's like Koyin, the Koyin Tzadak, you know, Katz. Yeah, there were names. I'm not sure where it originates. There's, there's books that talk about But this is, you're talking about 14th, uh, 15th century. You're talking about he lived in 1410 or something. So you're talking about 100 years before the Ariza. Just interesting, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> they had similar debates. You know? I know the name of the Sefer, Sefer Amunis, so I looked it up in HebrewBooks.org, Sefer Amunis. If you go, by the way, Google Hebrew is excellent. Type anything in Hebrew, it's like Google in English, it's tremendous. You type in Rabbeinu Shemtev, it'll give you everything. Very easy to find today. In Hebrew, in Hebrew, Shem Tev. And today there's Wikipedia in Hebrew. Everything you find in English is in Hebrew. I do a lot of that recently. I just type something in. in, in he, I have Google, Hebrew, Hebrew, there's a typewriter there. You don't need. There's a, have a, they have a keyboard that you just. Uh, on the screen. You just type it and it find Mamisha Machai. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I knew this. I knew he wrote Sefer Amunas. I knew that. It's not hard to find online. You have these things today. But there, they right away give you the shortcuts. And that's Sefer Amunas. The whole Sefer is, is, is. I was just reading it this morning, the begin, introduction. An attack, but he quotes the Rambam. He's not just like this. He quotes him. He says Harav. He calls him Harav. Writes this. Harav writes that. Then he attacks him. He says philosophy. He says Angahak philosophy, and there's no Amuna. It's pretty sharp. Not a steer. Listen, you know. But the point I want to make, going back. To, yeah, yeah. He wrote a Sefer Amunas. Those days wasn't like. What? No, there weren't many, but the ones that were were. And when they wrote, it wasn't there was no print, there was no Amazon. <laughs> you wrote it was a Xavier, That's what it was. Kabbalah always existed. There's no such thing as a generation without Kabbalah. If you look at the sefer called Shem Ramunim from from Yesuf Irgaz, the, the recent editions have an excellent introduction on the whole story of Kabbalah, how it got from beginning of time to us. Rashbi, like Rashbi, what happened after Rashbi? What happened to the Kabbalah after Rashbi? So there's, there was a Mercedes. It all goes back to uh, one of the one of the yeah that's for sure. But I'm saying one of the key channels is uh, what was his name? Rabbi Yitzchok Saginar. He was a son of the Ravid. He was a key. He was a key because he was the teacher of the Ramban. The Ramban. His name was Yitzchok Saginar. He was blind, but he was a, a key a key channel because he passed on what he heard, and the Ramban. Is a makabal from him. And Amban was Rosh Amir you could see. I mean, in other words, how did it get to the Aizal? I'm talking about the Mesaida Ishma Pish. I'm not talking about now, Nuvur, Rukh There's a Mesaida. He had very good documentation in, in Shem Ramunim. Excellent. People don't have no clue, you know, because someone will say, Where? And it's, of course, it's that, if, if, listen, if it's Tayyamah Sinai, everything. Other Mishnah wrote Razil Hamalach, they say. Yeah, but, 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 uh, but I'm talking about, that's not, I'm talking about practically how to get through the Middle Ages. 
And then when they discovered it in the caves, it was the big, uh, you know, until today, secular, most people will say that the, the reserve is from, uh, is Yehuda, is, um, is uh, what's his name, Isaac de Leon. They don't say it's a Rajbi. Geshe's, you know, I say he wrote it, basically. Not only Geshe Shom, a lot of others also. A lot of modern Orthodox will say that. That Isaac de Leon wrote it. Yeah. Because it was discovered in the 15th century in caves in Manitoba and in Crimuna in Italy. Two different manuscripts, and people didn't know what it was. The Shem Ramun, the Shem Agdel, the Chidah writes about it. They didn't know what it was. Um, and some people said, well, eh, this, and then they started showing it around. And there were people who knew, said, eh, this is, uh, we know this stuff. You know, it's like it was the, like the Gnizah Chesonis. There were the people that knew that it was uh, Zayar. Then it was a big gilly. Others said it was a forgery. That it was just someone wrote it and hid it in a cave. You know, that type of thing. You know, the Zehar was quoted, in, it is quoted in, in, in through, the, through the centuries, even before. Really? But it was all about Peh. It's like a Tedesh like, like about Peh before. Somebody so, said that he wrote it originally, something every letter so, in the alphabet, so were the other ones quoted too? It's like Midrashim, it was, it's like, like for example, you have Rashi, you have the Pirkei Rebbe for example, one of the earliest Midrashim. In the Ragdoma also, the Radal writes, all these, you know, all these Midrashim that we don't have a source for it, but it's called Rashi will bring it. Where did Rashi get it? We have nowhere it's printed. So you have to say it was macabre from somebody. There's plenty. There's a lot of things like this. There's a lot of... Uh, and Zayar, so those saw, they said, this is Zayar. That's when they realized. Then the real Mumkin, they were, I mean, listen, every generation had real... They were, and they, and they, it, was, it was testified for sure that this is, uh, is legitimate. Well, technically, the Zayar says that Rashbi, the last day of his life... Had Rabbi Abba write down everything he said. He was his maniach, his chazer. Uh, says it in the Zayn, Idra, in the Idra Zuta, where it talks about like Boimer. Last day, where he starts revealing all the sages, he tells Rabbi Abba, you write down everything. Anyway, it's a whole other thing. Let's go back here. So, so Atzilis reveals, so we talked at length, that discussion that it reveals all the way up to the ten hidden spheres, which was the whole Hamshach. And now we're in discussion that's revealing Bligvo. So he began with Hashemayim Mesaprim, which is expression also from Shemtov. That the heavens, which means the celestial bodies, testify to a bleak voldika power. But now he's talking about it far more in the Esos So the main Chiddush, what he's been saying now, is chapter, that it's the idea of Laskil Chabino, not Laskil Chabino, the same Belebein Rubina, Lohavin Dover Metech Dover. That from knowing something in a direct logic, you can come to know through it indirect logic. I looked up also that. Some call it negative logic. Some call it uh, negating, negating uh, neg- uh, negative proofs. The whole process of elimination. But anyway, through through so so there is a, through a direct process, which is what you do know, comes to tell you about the same subject matter. Not, we're not talking here the general idea that the more knowledge you have, the more you realize how little we know. Or like you climb a mountain, you realize, wow, there's so much. No, through the knowledge of any particular subject, you come to a point where you recognize and comprehend that that thing has something far greater. Which is not quite comprehensible yet. In chapter 101, his emphasis is that it's still Bina, so it's comprehension. It's not that reason brought you to faith. It's not that reason brought you, you know that, I understand the world, so I realize 
that there's a whole part that I'll never understand. No, Bina itself has another dimension where you understand, but it's what you're understanding now is the flaw of the thing, the grandeur of it. It's a whole different thing. So in other words, it's like a difference between somebody, two people looking at this, understanding the same subject matter, and one person is just beginning and learning, okay, I understand. Another person says, now when you're really going to get to understand, you'll appreciate its grandeur. So that's what he's talking about. That's why I was looking for the word, grandeur. Eminent, eminence is another word. With, like, you know, an eminent, when you say the eminent king. So that is only possible through Chitzenius Bina, you come to Primis Bina. So that's what he says. So he says, it's absolutely have asoga, but you understand the flaw. So basically, Atzillus isn't just teaching us, let's say that God has chesed, but you realize the flaw of chesed. Let's take an example, you know, human beings. You know, we have all these stories of people, unbelievable bali chesed. And then there were people that we didn't know they were bali chesed. And after they died, you realize what they really did. Let's say you knew such a person, but no, he was anonymous. So someone else would say, yeah, he's a baltzdoki, he gives a lot of charity. And you say, well, if you really know him, it's not just gives charity. This man did things that are beyond. I'm just giving you an example. They're both comprehensive, but one is only if you have intimate awareness and knowledge. I mean, I'm just talking about a human being. The same thing as a concept. You want, what, what, what does Chochmah look like? What does Bina look like? Okay, we can go and learn the Chassidus. Chochmah is the spark of an idea. Bina is comprehension. But then when you start really learning and saying Chochmah Bina of God, it's not just a spark of an idea and comprehension. There's a whole unbelievable uh, force going on here. In other words, every detail of existence has in it the comprehension of the details of it and it has a, a certain sense of grandeur or uh, eminence or uh, magnitude and quality. It's it very not similar because he's talking here about telling a story. But if you remember we talked about numbers, you can look at a number and someone say, okay, there's a thousand uh, things here. Someone will say, a thousand things? There's a thousand diamonds. The Rebbe said, when you count diamonds, you don't get tired. But I, you, all of us would stand and get very tired because it's uh, thousands of people. But you see people, he sees diamonds. You see bodies, he sees souls. Same thing. We're not talking about, again, something beyond. We're talking about in the same thing, you're appreciating a whole different dimension. So let's see even how, you, how, we, how we respect human beings. If you, right, I was just reading a sikha from Yutas Kis of Tavshech of Ches. It's unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful sikha. The Rebbe speaks about how to look at a Jew. You know, he's talking a lot about the hippies. He talks about the young people. You know, so he says, you look at the Eid, and he says, So the Rebbe says it. So it's a whole different way. It's the same person. What you see, in other words, so you're appreciating not the so-called the parameters of it and the comprehension, as in Chetzeni has been just the comprehension, you're appreciating a qualitative element that can't even be put in words. Not really relevant here. Everything, not everything is a chelik because God is everywhere, but not everything is godly. Yeah, that's the key here. The bottom line it comes down to this: the difference between Atzilus and Bria. Let's start with that. Is Atzilus was created in a way that's a gili of elokus. Bria was created in a way that doesn't reveal the divine. As soon as it doesn't reveal, it conceals. So that's that's a chiddush. From God, obviously, for him to do it, he could do either one. It really comes down, above all, it comes down to what is the thing doing on its own? Is it reflecting something that's divine or not? Something that's not a chilek cannot bring a lakus to others. A stone can, it does what God wants it to do, but it cannot bring a lakus to others. It can be So it's a creation of God. But you can't say it's a godly force 
uh, ungodly agent. It's not a shliach of the Ebeshter. It's a nivra of the Ebeshter. That would be in the simplest terms. Obviously the question is, what about Lamaila? Does God see the difference? The answer is that even Giluim have a difference. It goes back to a safer tater and a table. Why do you stand up when a safer tater walks and not a table? The answer is because the safer tater, I'll tater, you did something with it, with the dusha, it was written in a way, and you turned cloth, gosh, the same cloth. They say the same behemoth comes and says, why is this piece of my flesh uh, you stand up for, and this piece of my flesh you you, you throw out in the garbage, you eat. <laughs> so, good, someone say, well, do you see the difference? Obviously, because we look with any bosses, with the fleshy eyes, you see flesh. Those that see, the Munach Bukufsi, you see, like what I said yesterday about Mashiach, you see it, if you, you have the right eyes, you see it. Okay, so that's Kuf Aleph. I think that's why, I think it's a tremendous chapter, because it's, it's the place, the interface. Doctor, this is important. The interface in the conscious. This is not even unconscious. That through understanding, you come to a place of, you know, it's like when you understand something, at the end of it, you say, oh, wow, this is something. You're not talking now. I'm not talking about the beyond. So he calls this Bligvul, actually. It's interesting. This is the Bligvul and the Gvul, essentially. It's a flaw. The grandeur of something. I like that word. The grandeur of it. Not just think. It's true. The Rebbe would say about the Friedrich Rebbe, if the people knew what they have here, instead, you usually don't appreciate what you have. Okay. Good. So this is Primus Ben. Yeah. yeah. Or worse. Yeah, Primus Ben. Excellent. So Bina brings us so Bevin Dov and Meter Dov. Okay, let's learn Kuv Bez now. Kuv Tzadik Vov, 196. <coughs> so the interface is alive and kicking. That's what I have to tell you guys. Atzillus is active and making us all a little restless. <laughs> what? What's not the translation for Intermediary. I like interface a lot. It's a great word. Interface means it has two faces. And it's a metudgamin, a translator. That's another word for it. From one level to another. So here it speaks Hebrew. This one speaks English. You have someone who speaks both languages. Well, that's simple. On the deeper level, it's someone that can take from one very deep level and bring it to another level and, and, and not compromise either one. So the whole Yisod of Ayin is an interface. Everything is it's all about no, it. Like, uh, I mean, you can't compromise the other one or else you're... It's like someone who's translating from Hebrew into English, but the, every second word he misses. That's not a, that's not a translator. That's uh, like you're only getting a you know, compromised, diluted version. But the interface usually goes from... It's a real machriya. It's a real... It's like... What does that sound? Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. So no, so the whole story of Ayin Bey is a story of interfaces. And it was written in 1912, and started in 1912, which started a world where we need a lot of interfaces. You know, we live in a modern world, and there's plenty to uh, try to mix. Once upon a time, we lived in a very pure world, in a shtetl. Interfaces were necessary, but it was not as quite today. You have to have very good interfaces, because we live in a very secular world, and a very open world. And if you don't have proper... Thing. You either have to hide in a cave or you'll be completely destroyed. 
This Sikhi Yutas Kislev, the Rebbe Mamish goes through everything, he says all the options that Jews tried and it didn't work. He says those that emphasized Rachman Ali Baboy, he says that was in the times of Alexander and Pilo Pil- Pil- did it, Pilon. He goes through Mamish history of all the different, he says that didn't work, Rachman Ali Baboy. The, the, the Greeks, the Greek Jews, like you know, that they tried that should be Rahman. The Ikhlas is Nishama, not Miss Mitzvah Mitzvah Mitzvah. Then he says those that went and said, let's cut the Mitzvah Mitzvah and tailor it. He says, that didn't work. He says, those that went to the language and said, let's keep our language. He said, that didn't work. He says, those that said, let's become like the Goyim. He goes back through every philosophy. I always knew because there's also in the Fabrenga talks about what I said, the World War One. The Rebbe is most sweeping the whole like history. He's like covering all of history. It's basically is that the, the young people want to hear a message, not diluted. message that you can change the world. He says they don't want to be told that, they, that you have to lift very little because you're weak. He says that's for babies. They want to be told that there's a revolution to be made. It's very good, very powerful. So, but bottom line is, where are we here? So I am based interfaces, and it all began with Kessers and interface, remember that? And then went into the whole Sphiris. Now he's going back from the Sphiris, how it brings us back to Bleakville, back to Kessa. It's like interesting, the interface. It's World War, World War I, basically, that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know that I did, I did a trailer for... for uh, uh, right. It was, it was two weeks after the Titanic, a few weeks after the Titanic sank. So I did a whole interface, because the Rebbe... Iron Base began a few weeks after the Titanic sank. The Rebbe Rashab said the Titanic was it was like a symbol of like some people are saying now with the hurricane look at New York everyone thinks we're self-made look at, with all our technology look what's going on here you know a wind comes and it just it wakes everybody up Ruach Aisa Ruach you know it's a wind yeah September 11th yeah the point is that uh so the Rebbe Rashab, clearly in the Sikhs, why he established Temchet Mimim and etc., was all about uh, the idea of, uh, of of giving power to be able to confront the modern world and not be and transform it. Essentially, the concept of, of Shlichus in, in many ways. You know, there's the Sikh Kharfuigus, Kaliyetzel Muhammad's Beis Dov from Tavshin Tavshin Beis Tavshin Samachalov rather. Interfaces, yes. So it's all about giving us a. a so I, I did a trailer, I did a video, I speak mamish about that. Why he said I am based in that kufa, and how I am based is like the antidote. Magdim Rafur Lamaka. Because what, what was under the day the Nazis? It was all Kechirayat in the worst possible way. And we are God. We're, they said that we were super, we're supermen. It was like the ultimate the ultimate self worship. And, and what it did. So it was like an understanding. The Lebra Shabbos realized clearly that the ego is going to become very big with uh, science. And, can, and, and, and without being checked, without a type of balance, without humility, you got yourself bad trouble coming. Arrogance. The arrogance of comfort are far, far worse than, than, than the, the challenges of poverty. And the world, he understood the modern world was coming. And, uh, and that's why the, Khorfi, the, the war against Mashiach, against God, I mean, everything is like... Uh, and it wasn't about defensive, let's figure out how to protect us. It was about how to conquer it. Attack, you know, influence them before they influence you, basically. The best defense is offense. This is, this is like the Zaya. It was hidden from this. Is like hidden from here. 100%. That's why I think, that's why I'm, I'm committed to doing this. That's why. I think it's the secret to everything. I don't just mean learning that. Some, 
the whole thing is just an interface. It's tremendous uh, uh, stuff that can be derived from it. So anyway, let's go to Kuv Beis. And the flaw could be like the light at the end of a tunnel. Hafla? Yeah. Hafla? Light at the end of the tunnel? Light at the end of the tunnel is usually used for hope. That when things are so dark, you say there's a good ending. But at that point, it's still beyond you. You know oh, you mean that? Yeah, in that sense, yeah. But you know the, the joke, the light end of the tunnel, some people think is the, the oncoming train. <laughs> Which is even more depressing. Now, I know what you mean, but he's, not, but he's not speaking so much like he's speaking more that you comprehend something from the comprehension, you come to beyond compre- to a higher level of comprehension. The Chiddush of Kufalof is that it's in the world of Bina. It's not just it brings you to another uh, world outside of the world of comprehension. Kuf base, okay. Kuf tzadik v'hine masha eru be'en arech legaba atzmus. Remember now. Just want to repeat one thing I didn't repeat from the previous chapter to understand this. He said, if you remember, that ideas achiv, ideas achlila. That was the key. You learn first what something is, zachachem, until you come to understand that he's beyond that. So when you say someone is not a chacham, you could say he's not a chacham, he's not the opposite of chacham, which is stupidity. You could say, not a chacham by the definition of what we call wisdom. His wisdom, ah, that, it's, it's not the wisdom that you understand. It's beyond that. That's the Shashlil, the ultimate. It's not, Shalem is a chacham to say Okay, so then he says, that's the flaw of Eden Sov, because Eden Sov, I was saying the same thing with Yechelis, but the key line that I want to say, because I see the first line in the next chapter was, what did he say? Where was it? Yeah. That Eden Sov is beyond Chachma. He says, it's not even called Chachma. Because Eden Sov is not like Chachma Stima. Chachma Stima is Chachma. It's beyond our chachma, but it's still in the category of chachma. You say really, Shlil, you're saying it's not even in that category. And nevertheless, it's still the, it's still in the world of chachma. We're not talking about completely atzmu and sof. The last line, but God moving extra color gloom and be in a rechle gab erin sof hamufo. Okay. So now he says, Vehine masha eru be in a rechle gab atmus harizabchinis bitla er. Because now remains a question, even though he's not saying it as a question. What's going on here? We just said that, okay, there's chachma as we understand it, revealed chachma. There's unconscious chachma, chachmistema, concealed chachma, that we say is not revealed, but it's still. You shale it from a metzias, of substance of chachma, conscious wisdom. But you're still wisdom, as we discussed. That's like the ten hidden spheres. Then there's even the etzim of the ten hidden spheres. It's still the etzim akayach. But now we're saying that God, you shale even that, that he's not even that. But you're still saying it's not atzmus. Because atzmus, they wouldn't even be gedeshlid. You wouldn't say God is not chachma. Atzmus is not even in the category of negating. So we negated it from... Anything we can relate to. So what is it exactly? It's not here, not there. That's what he's coming to explain now. So it's another another step now. It's begging basically maven dover, meter dover, meter dover. So you have from from comprehensible chiyuv, you know, uh, uh, what did I say, direct logic, direct logic understanding. You come to indirect logic. Indirect logic is is, is the kei Yeah. Well, Tzils reveals it all. Yeah. And now we're coming to understand what is this when we say indirect that he's not. But you're not talking about the Etsim either. So what is what are we talking about here? 
So really what we're talking about is Eir HaBligvu. This is what we're going to discuss. So he says, V'hine Masha Eiru B'china Rech L'Gab B'Hatzmus HaZeh B'chinz Bitla Eir. When we say Eir is B'ena Rech compared to Atzmus, if you look in the last line of the last chapter, he said, She'ena Rech L'Gab B'Eir Ensof HaMufla. So, Yabchin's bitla air. This is the bitla of air. It's bottle. Second. Okay. We call mockim or Nevertheless, it's still not true. It's not yet true sub- sublimation. The true bitl is an atzmusayin sabbarach, which means hainu kamishayin sabbarach yudua ha'ina reich da'ir shabayin In other words, there's two elements in air. If you talk about air, regular air, it's infinitely distant from atzmus and bottle. But it's not true bitl. What's true bitl is atzmus eirin sabbarachu. The essence of the air. What does this mean? Hain masha be'ensev yudua in arech da air. That in the air itself itself it's known how distance even light is from the source. The kula kamei kolachoshev. Because everything compared to him is like nothing. I'm just trying to see where exactly is this flowing out of. One minute, one minute. He said atheists like this. Okay. We'll understand it as he goes along here. What he just said now. That there's two levels in there basically. There's a level in there that is, it's a, you know, a bottle. Looks like it, yeah, yeah. Let me read on and then we'll see where he goes. Because I, I, I'm not sure exactly how this line is the whole full context of it. For Indian who, who it seems to me that there's one thing that's there's bitl, and then there's a bitl that the if you do air. You know, the first one that seems like the air doesn't really know how distant it is. It just stands in the bitl to something higher than it. The second one it appears that it knows how that it's completely uh, ir- irrelevant, so to speak. In other words, the air itself is not tafel smoking. I'm just wondering what, how that fits into what we discussed earlier. Because we talked about Shlila. We talked, you see, my understanding was that there's a level, Atzmus is that you can't even say Shlila. You can't even say he's not Chachem. When you say not Chachem, you're saying it's Eir HaBligvul compared to Eir HaGvul. So is this Eir really bottle or not bottle? That's what it seems like he's saying here. So he's saying... I know, I understand, I understand. But Atzmus saying itself for all practical purposes is higher than even Eir HaBligvul. That's what it looks like to me. Because Eir senses that it's bitl, but it's still not the... Let's see what he's going to say with Das. Okay. I'm just trying to put it in context. I'm not sure the exact flow here. But Inyan who, the Inyan is the Inyudu, but the base day is the Das, and the Das Tachten. We know that there's two perspectives. 
One is called Das Elyon. It's known about the two perspectives of Das Elyon and Das Tach. One is Das Elyon means literally the perspective from above. Das Tach is the perspective from below. But whenever we say we look from the bottom up, you start with numbers and you come to quality. You look from the top down, you start with quality and you come to numbers. Yeah. I heard that, yeah. Shehin Das HaMashpiyah V'Das HaMakabu. This is the Dasa Mashpia, the perspective of the Mashpia, the transmitter, and Dasa Makabal, the perspective of the recipient. And they're opposites one another. The Das Tachnu Dasa Makabal. Das Tachnu, the lower, the perspective from below is the perspective of the recipient. In the parenthesis, it says, Okay, that's very good. Both Biyah. The created worlds compared to Atzilus Adas Tachten, and also Atzilus compared to its to the emanator, the higher source, the emanator. So that's Dasa Makab. Vadehi, what is that perspective? What does it consist of? Shalamatuhu Ayesh Ulamaila Ayin. What that perspective says is, I am a Yesh, I exist, and what is above, I don't know. Ayin, it's an unknown, it's mysterious to me. It's Ayin. What? What is that? No, the reality is what, what, what's reality is your existence, and that which is be higher than you is beyond you. Compared to yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, not we're not getting now that Silas is Gilead hell. I'm revealing. We're talking about more its sense of. Uh, compared to that's why he said it's all relative. Look, Silas is Dasalian compared to Bia, but the Das compared to higher than yeah. Okay, good. So that's it. You're the yesh. You know, like the story with the chassid and the misnagu, they say, or the chassid, say the philosopher and the, and the chassid, that he said, you know, it's arguing about God's existence. And he says, they're frustrated. This one's arguing, and this one's arguing. Finally, the chassid says to the philosopher, look, I envy you. Because you think about God all the time. I tell you the truth. I think about myself all the time. So he was very, you know, flattered. Years later, or later, someone reminds said to him, is actually insulting you. Because he think, you think about yourself, you think about God all the time, because you for sure exist. Your question is whether God exists. So you think about it, you ponder, does God exist? How he exists? You're a reality, you don't have to think about yourself. He thinks about God all the time. He knows that God exists, he doesn't have to think about it. He questions if God exists, do I exist? So he wonders, am I here, am I not here, how am I here, etc. Like the two ways, how would God destroy the world? One says, bring, you know, Halachas says you bring the marble, then the zdeim, and the, you know, the fire, and then you scatter the ashes. And the Chosid says, God, what he does, he will do nothing. He stops speaking, he stops willing, and the world stops to be. In other words, it's a perspective, our perspective in life, as we talk the whole time, is yes, yes, yes. I exist, I exist, me, me, me. And we come to learn, and second, it's not just you, there's more. You know, love teaches that. Love teaches that. Relationships teach us. Yeah, the chassid in the example you just gave. The chassid is always... Is no, no, real chassid. Yeah, yeah, because, you know... But I'm saying how we when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. We want to be there. Or oh, some people don't even want to be there. But you explained that. See, this is the ultimate like alignment to the telecos. And it knows where it sources. So it's, it's hard to imagine that it's being a yes. Because it knows where that it sources. It's compared. Like, I understand it's compared, but... That's the whole point of the of of the hafla. You're asking a question that he's going to. It comes down like this. In that sense, yes, a still is not a yesh. 
But Hatzilus comes to come awareness that even what I am, all the midas that are aligned with Alakus, is, is, is far from a, the real Alakus, more than even the farness of Yesh to Hatzilus. That's the point. That's how far God is. Yeah, but 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 it's but why is that's tachten? No, it's no no. So that that's a, so it's so it's tachten element is that all its midas and chachme is shalei be'erech to atzmos even more than that's a nekuda. So it's, I wouldn't call it. I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't call it. And it means yes. That's what it means. It's, the yes there is yes more of that chachme uh, v'atzilus because that's its role. Look, you need both. Bottom line is we need Atsilas too because you need to have Biyah. That's what God wants. He wants us to... But he's getting to that. That's the point where Atsilas compares... When Atsilas looks at Esosuris Agnusis, it, it feels completely its source. When it looks at Bleak Vul, it feels it's as Yesh as much as Mamash Asiya Gashmi. That's how far it gets. And Bleak Vul, when it looks at Atsilas, feels the same way. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We knew that you had to. Well, <laughs> 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 but let's read it through because I don't want to speculate. Let's see what his ace is. I'm not sure exactly how to phrase it. I, I, you know, we're jumping a bit. We're already such experts. We already know what the Rebbe Rashab is going to say, right? <laughs> okay, so he goes like this: Yeshamit lemata ayin, v'yuvin zebeil misbiyal legabatzilus. He may even say befeish what you what you're asking. He may ask it, and we understand this in elam is biyah compared to atzilus. Because biyah, let's define biyah. Creations that were literally mechudoshim. What means new? Nothing is new. Everything comes from God, but they're new in the sense that they're not revealing divine. They're they're about themselves. They feel new. They feel right. So mayin liyesh dover mamish. They're literally a indistinct. Personality and existence, ubchinus hagbala, and in defined, confined, and defined she'ena be'erech einsef klal. Compared near einsef, you, you juxtapose it to einsef, it's infinitely distant. It's as, as distant as it gets. Obviously, this could be even bayah could also be concealed more and more and more to the point where en aniva afsiyed. That's like in, in the Halamaza Gashmi Achurmi, like the Alter Rebbe says. Um, makom makom mislabish b'teichem er v'chayes aliki l'achiesam. Nevertheless, something is giving them life—a stone, an animate stone. Fine, it's a dover chiddush, it's a new thing, it's completely, infinitely distant, but something is in it, manifesting it. Remember, he says it's an oifin of islabshus. That's how God created. He didn't create an oifin of I can do anything I want. The the energy. Like I said, with a child being born, you know, the fetus, the soul grows with it. It's not like you pop up, a child is, you know, an adult, and you have a soul in. It. First time God did it, He took a lump of clay, a lump of earth, and He put a soul in it. But after that, it grows. They grow together. So there's a slapshus. What's a slapshus? Er v'chayes aliki lachiesem shebabahem pchinus slapshus pnimi mamish. It manifests in them in a like completely enclosed in an integrated, internalized way. That's sensed and uncomprehended by creatures. We said it in the last chapter, if you remember, you said, uh, two chapters, Bina is like Neshama. What's a Neshama? You sense there's a Neshama. You may not sense the personality of the soul, but you know there's a life force. I feel life. I see life. It's undeniable. So, basically, there's a life force. I'm not getting those people want to say that life force is not God. That's another story. But to say that something, a corpse and a body that's alive is not... 
it's recognizable. It's not, you're not, we're not blind to the fact. So there's an energy in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just said the, I just used the example because it's much more easy to see when a when a seed grows and to a fetus, you literally see that it's happening in a in a tailor like it's tailored to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the supernal angels. They, because they're in Biyah. Remember, angels are in Biyah, not in Atzillus. There are some, but generally you say that angels are Srofim in Bria, Efanim uh, in Nasiya, and Chayas uh, Akedish and, uh, and, uh, in Yitzira. So they, they comprehend the Ere Lekiyah, they comprehend and relate to the divine energy that is manifest in them. Like it's known with the Srofim, they say Kaddish. You know, you're holy. You're removed. Why are they saying Kaddish? They're not just lip service. Because they comprehend, they perceive something that's awesome. And how the divine the core of the divine light, energy, is Kaddish, is holy and moved them, removed from them. And it says, that the Srofim stand above him. What does this mean? Above the Shem Adnai, which gives them life. So what means they stand above it? This is, by the way, the way the, 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 the Baal Shem uses, brings proof that What means The Srofim are here. Yeah, and they. What do you mean they're standing above him? Yeah, because 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 they are so burning up in passion to that. So it's as if they're there. That's the meaning of it. But here is the comprehension. Right. She says They stand above that gives them life. because they appreciate energy. If they didn't appreciate it, you can't say they're standing above it. Because, like you know, when you're standing here, you see someone's let's say giving you, uh, passing you something. You don't stand above him. You, you're just seeing him giving you something. They are understanding the highest that is. They, they have comprehension, huh? Well, the, I would say destroy consumes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, like, but, but it's like a, like a snare that you know the fire burns. Then don't they, they? We always have the next day. You say him again. Where they come from? You know. Nusrafim, maybe. Right. Well, they're burning with desire all the time. They're basically examples of, of, of fiery uh, forces. You know, passion. Constant passion. I don't think they burn out. It doesn't say that. It's like the sun. It's, it's self-generating. It's constant, a constant state of yearning. I mean, it, it speaks about it. I, I don't think they burn out. I mean, they don't have children, so where the Nusrafim come from? <laughs> The only thing is, but maybe maybe the flames send off sparks and new flames. I mean, fine. It's a constant process of consumption. It's from the words, it's from uh, Yecheskel, from the Nevo of Yecheskel, from the Merkava. Okay. And comprehension surrounds, encompasses, envelops, is the right word, envelops the thing that's comprehended. Al-Kenhem emdim amal 
That's why they stand above their life force. In other words, it's not just they're understanding something from a distance. The comprehension they have surrounds them. So I guess that means it elevates them to a place where they're like above the energy itself. is the main thing because of their mind is there. They, they really relate there, but he doesn't bring that expression. He's just saying because it's makefes alone. Right. So in other words, it lifts them to a higher place, basically. In other words, when you don't comprehend something, you're not really there. Then, okay, I'm told. You say when you say the din, the Rebbe brings the din in Edevin. As a dogma from Mokom what's the din Edevin? That if you designate a certain section, because your mind is there, it's considered as if you're there. Ah, Daitella, right. What? Yeah. 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 Not Erev Tavshel, no. Um, so the point being is that, why? why but why? That, that's not, but that's not superficial thinking. If you really love your child, and you say your child is a few thousand miles away, and your mind is with him, it's like as if you're there. Because it's a deep, because that thing, that Machshava surrounds you completely, and it's not just, it lifts you to another place. That's the point. If it's just a superficial saying, you know, I know that there's a store down the block, you're not there. It's there. That surrounds you. Your machshava surrounds him. So, uh, As he says here, it surrounds the Dover Hamusik. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, right, you're right. It surrounds the thing that you're comprehending. It surrounds the thing you're comprehending. And since what you're comprehending is the Chayas, so it's like you're there. Right, okay. Good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, my, my, yeah, correct, correct. So it lifts you to a place that's outside of yourself. Right, that's the point. It's interesting, yeah. The Rebbe told someone, he said, Halavai, he thinks about me as much as I think about him. Huh? 10%. That I didn't hear. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good lesson in life. Yeah, okay, okay. Because it surrounds them, it surrounds the subject matter, right? And since they understand the chayis, so they stand above the chayis. Shame huh? He's explaining how that even though Bria Nivroim are infinitely distant. Nevertheless, they have a comprehension, comprehension. You can imagine there's a lot lower than this. This is pretty good. Huh? Someone that comprehends God to the point that's understanding. Okay, <laughs> it's also known that the comprehension of angels, what they comprehend, the, the divine reflection divine energy that's their food that they digest ingest ingest is when you take it in digest is when you process it yeah it's their internal nourishment this is also what makes their distinctions between them one angel is different than another they don't have bodies that separate them 
their distinction is from their comprehension. They comprehend differently. Since they comprehend differently, that's what's feeding them. It makes them different. He's not saying, saying not malachim. He's speaking about malachim. Yeah, but I wouldn't bring that because that's, uh, he's saying malachim intentionally. Because that's the creatures of Biyah are malachim, not neshamas. Neshamas come from a different place. They travel through Biyah. I don't know. But why do you want to bring that here? Is something missing here? I would not bring it here because it's going to confuse matters because souls are a different level. Yeah, you can say it's similar. That aspect is similar, but there's a lot of differences, so... Anyway, so in their comprehension of the divine and the way they serve. This one comprehends like this, and this one in a different way. Even in the category of Surah. Yeah, absolutely. Surahim are, are, are plural, many. They're, they're different. Some of them comprehend differently than the other. Absolutely. No, 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 no. That's for sure. But even within each world, for sure. Yeah, exactly correct. There's Sraf and connect to Chesed, there's Sraf and connect to Gvura. Embry itself. It's both. Why would you need to have more than one if they're all the same? Not heads. Understand, what do you mean heads? He just says not heads. They, they appreciate the divine. One second. If it's Sraf in Mechai's case, you have no problem. But within Sraf, you have a problem. You explain that to me. They all don't have heads. No, not heads, but... but, but I mean, what someone has a better... Some idea. chesed. Chesed of Bria, Gvura What is better? Different. It's not better. Chesed and Gvura. What's that? Exactly. The one is chesed, one is Gvura. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't say more or less. He said different. It could also be the lower and higher. Malchus, for example, of Bria is going to be a lower understanding. According to their comprehension, is their service. It's going even further. In Ava itself, there's also levels. Not only between Ava and Yira. Even in one Midah, the Surafim are different. It's going really to the extreme. Remember, there's, at the end of the day, there's infinite. The spheres are all inter, interactive, interconnected. There's chesed, shabbat chesed, there's gvura, shabbat chesed. So you can just like whatever distinction you have later, you have distinctions. As multiple as creatures are in this world, as multiple as angels there are. you know. So that what distinguishes them? The different level of their aveda, or the different level of comprehension. I mean, it's really the really goal here is to say it's ultimate gvul. You're talking about. A, a, a multitude of angels, a multitude of levels of appreciation. All this is relevant because why we need to know is because this gives us the ability to have comprehension. Each of us is there. Ain't they saying Shavas? What's a Shavas and a Shavas if not Midas, Abatzilis? Right, so each one comes, each one of them is us. So the same thing? So the same thing is here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. that. Not only the different shares, they are the shaders. They don't have they a body. In Briyah, there are the shaders in Briyah. I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't say that. That's why I told you why you're bringing the Shamas here. The Shamas is just going to confuse matters, trust me. Talk about angels. Angels are creatures of Biyah. What? I don't understand. If I see a Gashmis could have billions and billions and billions of creatures, 
Why can't a biyah have billions of us? I don't see what the problem is. And what distinguishes them? The spheres distinguish them. What distinguishes them here? What does it have to do with... What's a, he, look, everything is rooted in the distinction of the energy. Then it becomes distinct containers. A snake is different than a lion, not because it just has a different body. It's because they're different entities. They're different creatures. They have different purposes. Therefore, they have different bodies. Yeah. And there's, there's, What's the problem? I don't understand. What, you ask me the question about multiplicity? You have here a world of billions and billions of things. You have 75 trillion cells in your body. You know that not two are alike? So why can't you understand that in Bria, in Ruchnis? So, I'm just talking about the level of their comprehension. That, what, what distinguishes one cell from another? A different level of energy. That's comprehension. Comprehension is is a different appreciation of what of its level of energy. What's the problem with that? The cells of the brain, their comprehension is, is is related to brain things. The cells of the liver have different type of cells. Their function is what the liver does. Every liver cell is different. Yeah. So we're dealing with every angel is an energy force there that's distinguished, not by bodies. That's what he's saying. The truth is, even if they had bodies, that's not really their distinction. The distinction is their personality. They have different personalities. You ask me what distinguishes? How many, let me ask you, there's 10 spheres. Do you know how many, how many are there only 10? 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10. It's billions. It's all those 10 in different configurations. So think every, and every one of them is an angel that sits there and has that comprehension. And therefore it defines their avid. Yeah, so what they, they eat different type of food. Their food is spiritual uh, comprehension. Right. Our food is also, but we it's close And it's even in, our, in our itself and so on. And that affects Oderaveda. Here we go further. Same thing is with the creatures below. The creatures lower than angels. That in them is manifest the, the divine reflection in a primis, in an integrated, internalized way. To the point that they actually feel, they sense the life force. Only the difference is that below, as opposed to the angels, the energy, the light is, is increasingly concealed. You see the life, but you don't feel that it's divine life. In the parentheses he adds now. Is this a long parenthesis? Yeah, not so short. Huh? It's around six, six lines. Okay. And it could be to the extent that they could all actually, they could behave. They could even be contrary to the divine. The malachim el the supernal angels, the higher angels, they all feel life force. That's the key. Even the lowest levels feel a life force. But the higher angels, because they feel that the life is divine, they cannot defy godliness. The angels, God forbid. Lower creatures. And in truth, is even even lower with the lower creatures who could. The fact that it could be, God forbid, opposite of godliness. That really is not because it's just concealed. It's because they also have a power of khira, free will, that comes from a very, it's a very superior power. Oh wow, that's a big khidosh. In other words, from the chayas being concealed alone, it would not be able to be against God. It would be concealed. So they may not have a deep appreciation of God. Right, exactly. 
Like Bilam, he said, I cannot defy God's will. Look what it says in the Gezekiah 25. Shimon Ben Gedi. Shimon Ben Gedi. God said, curse. In other words, you cannot do something without God's power. That's a Gezekiah, the famous Gezekiah, that when something, a person is called someone gets angry, it's like considered like idolatry. So he says, what's the eight said? To realize that when something happens to you, it's from God. I, the person who did it, will be punished for his bechira. He had free will that was bad. That was that correct. But the fact that it happened to you means you have to realize it's a lesson to you. He did the fight. Who asked him to do it? Well, he, he, who chose you to be to do something that's evil? Not that he did it. That it should happen to you. That's going to be the case. Okay, it's a whole chapter. Bechira stopped him from cursing the Jews. So if it's Bechira, so he has... A person has choice. There's no such thing as you being forced to do so to hurt somebody else. If you hurt somebody else, you are going to be accountable. No, we're talking about you or the person. Who gave you the right to go over and hurt somebody else? You made that choice. You will deserve So that's why he pleased them. He has no punishment. For what? For giving a bad Eitzel later. Because he gave them the advice, but his but his nevu is were the greatest blessings. He oh, couldn't so he, he couldn't realize, say anything. What at that point he didn't realize he was defying God. Well, no, more importantly, he was not defying. He actually said blessings. What do you mean? At that point, later he gave advice. That was his own thing. His free he could not say as a as a novi as a prophet, he could not say something God did not put in his mouth. Right. Later, when he was no longer as a novi as an individual, he had free will and he gave an advice. You know what? Get the the, the women of the Midianites to do, seduce the men. So that that's a Bilam had plenty of other things he did that deserved his punishment, but the blessings. The point is that that it's two separate things. You you know there's no such thing as God choosing somebody to go hurt another person. That is impossible. That's why the Rambam talks about the Mitzrayim. How were they, why were they punished when God told Avram that they'll be in a land that's not there? So there's the two answers. One, then God didn't tell any individual Mitzri to do it. You didn't have to be part of it. And number two, they did far more than what God wanted. God didn't say there's going to be a oppressive and murderer and so on. He said there'll be in a land that's not theirs. Could have been a, could have been a minimum. We're also in a land that's not ours in the United States. Well, let's see what happens in the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's 40 years we're dealing with. Or more. <laughs> okay. Stop being paranoid. Talk good with Zangut. Can I just ask one thing? Where does it come from? When someone wants to do bad to somebody, he needs free choice. Why does he want to do good? Just like he wants to do bad, he could want to do good. Where does it come from? It must come from somewhere. It comes from your free will. I didn't say no. I asked you where it comes from. God gave you a power to choose. Simple as that. That's my question. Why do we say God gave you a power to choose. It came from God. But the choice is yours. In other words, like this, we see more people doing in this car than this car. Because it's easier, it's easier. Because because God's listen, godliness is concealed in this world. Godliness is concealed. That alone would not be enough because caterpillars, like he said, and stones don't hurt each other. They just it's concealed. They may not know that there's a God, or definitely not know the deepest levels. No, but that's part of God's plan. And if you don't prosecute them, there's nothing wrong with them killing each other. 
That's not called hurting. That's called the way the, the nature works. That's not, the, we don't say that as a crime. Okay, talk about that. So, we human beings are able to, not just that God has concealed like these stones, we actually can hurt each other. That comes from a power that God gave us the power. So, this is disgusting, my mother. It's, it comes from the power that God himself is not bound by anything. So he gave us a power that we're not bound by our natures. You can't control whether you're going to eat or not eat. You can't, for example, jump up a thousand feet. That's not in our power. But you could choose good and evil. Everything else is, not, is chosen for us. Whether you'll be tall or short, whether you have blue eyes or brown eyes, whether you'll be a long beard or short beard, whether you'll walk on Kingston Avenue or on Brooklyn Avenue. These are not choices. These are you're led by God's path. But what will you do when you get there? Will you help someone? Will you ignore them? Is in your hands. This is not completely out of the subject. I don't want to even go further here. I'll tell you where to look. If you really care, look. Lekute sichus chelik hey pasha lechulchom. Start with that. There's a whole sicha, and there's much more than that too. There's a whole sicha about pchida. I guess okay. This is a that he just quoted. This is a you know side here. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. I'm not. I have no problem talking about it, but not right now. Talk about it. It's a different sugya. Completely different suit. Anyway, Avamargishim Esachayis. So the Kiddush he says here is that there's a sense of life. He says, so, and now in the parentheses he added also that they could be the opposite, but the truth is what they're opposite, that's because of the free will. Because the, the energy itself can be concealed, but doesn't make them defy. Okay, Avamargishim Esachayis. They feel the Chayis. We're still in the middle of the parentheses? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Huh? You just finished the Okay, no, we finished. We just finished the parentheses. He's going back to the before the parentheses. So what's before the parentheses? Let's go before. Okay, it's completely concealed. But you feel the energy. What does this mean? And the creatures are truly aligned to, to the chayas that's within them, like you said about the angels. It's like the Muslim. Well, the chayas is what shapes them, defines them, like you said. And the energy of them is in an internalized way in all creatures. This is the whole reason we have all the tzimtzumim. Because you need the power, the divine power that gives them life, sustains them to conceal himself in a great symptom, a great concealment. So he shouldn't transmit only a, a minimal reflection. That would be commensurate to manifest inside of the finite creatures. Because if he's not manifesting them, why do you need symptom then? God can just you know create and that's it, it's there. It's because, like we said earlier, he wanted it to be in a logical way, in a logical progression. That's why he created Atzillus, and Atzillus is, and all the levels within each level diminishes and conceals the energy until it manifests. So this just demonstrates that. So that's why you need all this tzimtzum, in order to manifest. We also have to say, we also have to say this reflection that manifests inside the creatures are somewhat of substance. Being that it's sensed and comprehended by the creatures, you have to say that the reflection itself is also now taken on. In other words, not only did it go through concealments, but the reflection itself 
you have to say has taken on a some type of substantial nature, which goes back to the whole discussion of how there's particles, not just wave. Yeah. And what is this in levels? This is the only the lower level of Malchus that's called Var Havaya, the Word of God. Speech of God. That manifests, that comes in a manifestation, enclosed in the creatures of Biyah. If you remember when he began discussing this in chapter 95, he spoke about the higher level of Malchus, lower level of Malchus, the king who's beyond, Atta Kaddish, Vishimcha Kaddish, so there's the Lord of Machos. Bottom line is it's a progression of levels that brings the energy in to, uh, to uh, manifest within us. Okay. In Biyah. But the core of Malchus, even of the lowest Malchus, that's when we say God speaks. Because speech compared to thought is a much more diminished dimension. It's only con- it's conceals as it reveals, as we discussed as well. The core of Malchus, level of Malchus, is higher than manifestation in worlds. And it's totally not comprehended by the creatures. All this is Das This is the lower perspective. That below is a yesh, an ego, a sense of being. Because we're talking about Das We're not just talking Tachtim. What is the perspective of the divine from below? That's what he means here. The perspective of the blind below is that I exist. What is the I? That's the reflection of the divine that's comprehended in you. It means it's divine. Whether you know it's divine or not, it depends on the level. The malachim know. We may not know. We go against is based on pechida. But there's a level of awareness. We have awareness of life force. We're not inanimate stones that are not aware of a life force within us. That's a divine life force. So that's Das Tachten. The perspective of the divine energy below. That's what he's saying. Okay? That Ha'ad itself is a form of Yesh. That's why he made the case that that energy itself has become like, like a container, essentially, like a something of substance. By the way, Eiris and Kalim can be explained exactly like this. Oyer is a perspective of above, and Kaylee sees it from below. It's, it's sensing godliness. But it senses, I exist, I'm Chachme, and I realize that God is giving me energy. That's what he's saying here. Also, no, but he's saying even more. He's saying that the yesh is really the, the energy. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just the, the, the contain, not just the receptor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said, or, I mean, this is really what he said, that yeah. become, have a... Right. Uh, so the yesh has a direct co- uh, connection, but there's a... And, and, and the auras have like an interface of a vili from the top to the bottom. Yeah. He's not going into this right now, but uh, right now he's just talking, that's, uh, right, you're correct. He's talking even the air here. The ha'ara al the divine reflection within, is manifest in them as in a form of yesh. You hear this? Now he's adding. And through comprehending, it becomes even more metzius. By comprehending it, because right, you're comprehending something. So the more you comprehend it, the more mitzvahs it becomes. That's the I don't know if that's the keli. I just gave an example. He's not talking about eris and kelim right now. He's talking about das tach and das Eir and keli. This is eir and keli together. Well, and what is this lamaila? No, no, lamaila. That's lamato. Lamato is yesh. 
strong das tachlis. The dematos a yesh are the keys, and it becomes more mitzias. And what is das tachlis? What's lamaila when you say when you, from the das tachlis perspective? Well, lamaila in a bchinis haatzmis the malchus or kolshkein madregas haatzmis datzilus shalamaila masagosim who ayin. So lamaila, which means, so this is the atzmis, the haodah of malchus is the yesh, and the more it comprehends, the more it's me, it's, it's I exist. It and what does it say? What's lamaila? What is? How does it see above it? It's yesh ma'ayin, yesh lamata, and ayin lamata. Why? Because what is the? How does it see the core of malchus, and especially the higher levels of atzilus, that's higher than their comprehension? That's a state of ayin. It's a mystery. It's an unknown. We're talking here about atzilus, okay? So. He talked obviously before he spoke biyah, but now he went back to Atzilus. Okay, no, you could say biyah with malchus. The outer level of malchus gives life to biyah. That's the point. So biyah, which is dasta. So what does it see? It sees harder. The harder sees itself as yesh. It's an existence, and it recognizes that which is the core of malchus, and especially the highest spheres of Atzilus. That's ayin. That's ena musik. That's the higher from my comprehension. Benikra ayin sheena musik. Why is it called ayin then? What well, means nothingness? Because it means it's not comprehensible. Incomprehensible. Yeah, matas. Yeah, comprehensible. It understands. No, that's, that's incomprehensible. So what are you saying? Not comprehensible. So how, what's the difference? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so explain. We're not talking. We're talking. We're only speaking now. Mamat lemaila. He's not talking about that. He's not talking about that. I'm going back to what you said. He just said a whole length explanation that the angels, one second, that the angels and the creatures comprehend the divine internally. They see it, they comprehend it, they experience it. That's the Milo. No, that's not Milo. That's the Mata. That's the that's the Mata. I'm sorry, I don't understand. What do you mean they comprehend internally? No, no, they comprehend the divine. They see life. Life force that's giving me energy. Every malach sees it and he burns up with it because he appreciates it. So, so it's appreciation of life. Mila is the things he doesn't comprehend. The levels, the higher levels of godliness. He yes, he does. He comprehends it. No, it's not Lamila. It's, it's not level. No, he burns up because it's, he's comprehending it. He appreciates, like we appreciate, like you appreciate you have a soul inside of you. You, you know that it's there. Then there's things you don't know. That's right. No sense of atzmos. No, he doesn't even know what atzmos. No. Not only he feels the yesh, the chayis itself is a yesh, because it's manifest inside a creature. It's like the life force in, in existence is a substance dover. He doesn't know. Who told you that? He does know what it is. He knows it's a life force of the divine. The things he doesn't know are ayin. The things he knows are not ayin. I don't know. You're going in circles here. I know what the word lamaila means. I just told you, a person. There's a life force inside something. That life force has taken on shape. It's giving life to a stone, or it's a malach of uh, bria that has uh, that's that's consumed with the chesed of of bria. This is a comprehension. It understands. It's a and that's the yesh, the comprehension, the harder that comprehends. Read it inside, and then there's the things it doesn't understand, and that's ayin. Higher levels it doesn't understand. I don't know what There's things we understand, the things we don't. Not only is it ayin because you don't understand it relative to you, it's also she'ene bechinis mitzi is dover. This is like the tivoch here. 
It's also because it's not a mitzvah. It's not. It doesn't have substance. The mishum zayin ba'asogus and evroim, and that's habahatayim, and that's why we don't comprehend it. In other words, the yesh could only comprehend the yesh. In other words, the energy of the divine, when it manifests, it takes on the personality of what it manifests in. That's why it's like a mashpia that's speaking to this student, so he's now in that those terms. And there's, So in a sense, that even the hashpa itself is in the form of yesh. That's das tachna. The das hamakabal. Right. So the energy is in the state of yesh, and definitely the recipient is. Then there's a level that is beyond comprehension, the higher levels. The core of Malchus, the higher levels of Atsilas. And there, the, the Malachim, or everything from Biyah, say it's Ayin. Why initially Ayin? Because I don't, I don't know what it is. I say, ah, what, what's that? It's a mystery. Then he says, no, it's Ayin because it actually has no substance. And because it has no substance, that's why I can't understand it. <laughs> it's not just that it's an Ayin like relative to me. It's fundamentally a different dimension. Good. Umamayla Lamata, now goes Mamayla Lamata. Das this is now we see it from the top down. What's Dasel? The state of Dasel and Hula Hepech is the opposite. The core of Malchus and the core of Atzilus Ubchinis Yesh Amiti. That's the real Yesh. True existence. Like I said, what's real? Am I real or is God real? That's the real existence. Well, the Gabba Atzilus had a kol daida ada kalachashiv. And compared to Atzilus, everything that lives. All the inhabitants of Earth. That's an interesting expression. Called that all everything that's all the creatures of Earth are like nothing. Here too again, not just the creatures, means also the reflection, the divine energy that is manifest in those creatures. is only a reflection. and like nothingness, nullified. <clears throat> compared to the core, so it's a state of ayin. So, 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 so ayin, ayin amit, in other words, the ayin of Elikus sees the yesh as ayin, and we see, the, and the yesh sees sees itself as yesh. In other words, what's reality? reality. Who's real? Because right. we see it as ayin because we can't comprehend it. And also because it's not substance. So that's why we can't comprehend it. But Lamaila, they see us because we're talking about it. Yeah, not because we can't comprehend it. No, it's also, but no, but the question is what's real? What's the yesh? Is it yesh amiti? What's the real it? What really exists? Is it us or that? Or that? That's the question here. Yeah? But it looks at us not because it can't comprehend it, that's why it's doesn't have that element. First of all, probably can't comprehend it either. It doesn't relate to itself, but that's another story. That's like it's a mystery. It's, you know, the soul doesn't look at the body and says, what is this how thing? But not for the mother. The Gryus is not the mother. It's like, you know, like the Bacha that says, it's not, she doesn't look like Malchus. How does it show you know? Like the Rebbe, the after Rebbe, whatever. He looks at us as like creatures. I mean, that you're jumping to another level because there's a place where Das Tachten meets Das Elyon. You're not there yet. I know you like to go there, but that's not there. We're not there now. These are two perspectives. These are very different perspectives. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, a Rebbe has Das Tachn and Das Elyon together. Right, because if not, he wouldn't be able to speak to you on your terms. Okay, but that's not, we're not there yet. That's, we're not sort of at all. It's not the end of the Hemshech. In a thousand pages from now, he speaks about it. But now you're talking about 
So tzilus, but we're not with that tzibur. Not and 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 down below is ayin. We're not talking higher than tzilus, and we're not talking atzmos here for sure. Not. We're talking about two perspectives, two completely different perspectives. The last words of the Rebbe Rashab in his life, one of the last words was. The last night of his life, you look in, t- in uh, Shkafta the Rebbe, he yeah, says yeah. that. And the Shamagate Ares. No, 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 that's based on Allah. He says, And the Shamagate Ares from the Chibur, from the Chut Tastel and Das Tacht. Gate Ares. What does that mean? From the Chibur, from the Das Elin and Das Tacht. From that frame? Like from yeah, the, like he was. I'm afraid to translate it. It's going to cause you, it may break your, uh, your circuits. Yeah. And Shem expires in uh, the unity of the higher and the lower unity. Yeah. This was heard by people. I mean, he was officially delirious when he said this. But, uh, you know, it wasn't delirious. It was pretty uh, <laughs> cohesive. They all converged. He had a very high fever, and that's one of the... It says in, Tej- in Shem the Rebbe. Yeah. Yeah, and we learn I am base. You see what the meaning of that word is. What the... Mashiach is the unity of Dase and Dastach. That's the truth. So it's impossible to really experience in our time, because that there should be both completely from the from the yet that the existence of the world, and together with the perspective from above, and they both join. That paradox is ultimate Mashiach times. Today we talk about it. Okay, so here we go. Yeshamiti. Okay, So this is all the first way he spoke. Atzilus and Briyah. Now he's going to say, so Atzilus and Briyah, we have the Dasa and Dastach. Now he said, remember in the parentheses, that this is also Atzilus compared to its source. So now he's going to say, The same things with Atzilus compared to its source, the emanator, blessed be he. Then in general, the two levels of the higher perspective and the lower perspective are the two levels of Mamala Kalaman and Seva Kalaman. Imminent energy and transcendent energy. The Mamala Kalaman is the energy that comes and manifests in an internalized way, integrated way in the world, in existence. Those are the energies of that come and manifest in containers. And now it's all coming together here. And this, and, and within that, because this manifestation and enclothing is literally in a oneness. It's one. becomes unified. The energy is sensed and comprehended in the container. Like it says elsewhere at length. And of course he discussed this till now. This whole thing is that the containers and the energies all become one. That's Mamalaklam. And the general energy like this. And, and, and this general energy it came in a way, manifest, Shabbat transmitted in a way through a Tzimtzum. Through the concealment. That was transmitted only a reflection. Because the core essence of the divine energy cannot manifest. It's not in the category. It's not even in the... It's not begedded. It's not... Um, 
in any possible way that it could, it's not even that, that that world, that league, to manifest in containers. And also in this level, which is the Malakam, is the level of which is the perspective of the Nitzalim, the emanations of Atzilis. In other words, he's now speaking broader. Before we spoke Dasayin, Das Tachten was Atzilis, was Dasayin, and Bia was Das Tachten. All of Atzilis. The Malchus, the, the Atzmis of Malchus and the, and the Atzmis of Atzilis. No, that's Dasayin. And Das Tachten is the Chutzenis Malchus that comes into Bia. Yeah. Now he's saying that in general, this is. Atzilus and higher, because in general it's Mamalaklam and Sevaklam. So in Mamalaklam, which is Edus of Atzilus and Kalim, the Gambeze, and this, there's a level of Das Tachten. Also here. What is a Das Tachten? Hudasa Natsolim Shalamata Hayesh, which means the perspective of the Natsolim, we're talking now the Edus and Kalim of Atzilus, is that Lamata Hayesh, that below is a Yesh, referring to, not Yesh, yes, and Yesh, it's referring to the reflection of the emanator that radiates and is comprehended what? In the Eidos and Kalim of Atzillus. We obviously have to understand the difference between that perception and the perception that he spoke before in Biyah. I'll get to that in a minute. We spoke about that before. Well, Lamaila, from this perspective, that's Lamata. Meaning Atzillus. And what's Lamaila? Higher than Atzillus. Hua Ayin. That's the Ayin. Hainu B'chinus Eidin Sof that's the transcendent energy, the infinite divine light. Shalomayla Masoga, that's higher than comprehension. Oh. He doesn't even talk about the Kelim and Eiris versus like the Kelim would be Babylon and Eiris would be Mayla. No, no. Like Chokhmah, the Chokhmah of Atzilus, Ma'ayin Timotza, from where it comes from Ayin. Shakesar, Nikra'ayin, Mepneshenim, Pchilis, Mahusim, Etzis, HaChokhmah, Klal. Because Keser, compared to Atzilus, is a level of Ayin, why? Because it's not a it's not of substance. It has no personality or substance of chachma at all. And it's completely not comprehended in chachma. That's how Atzilus looks up from the emanations to the emanator. That's the lower perspective in Atzilus. How does the emanator look at the emanations? How does the emanator, the source, look at the emanations, which is Atzilus? That's the level of Daselian. How Seva of Kalam looks at Mamala Kalam. That that's the real itness, the reality. And that's the level of the core, the infinite light, not the energy that is manifest in Atzilus. And Lamata, not Silas, that's the Ayin, Shekol Ha'edis, Vam Shochus, Achayis, Lachis, Elimus, Vanimroim, Himrakaoro Lavad. That all the reflections and all the transmissions and energies that sustain the worlds and its creatures, they're all only a reflection of Kulikame Kalachosh of Mamish. And they're all nothing compared, all nullified compared to Kalach, compared to him, considered nothingness, Mamish, literally, Ulakach, Nikra Ayin. And that's why that's called Ayin. Now, obviously, he didn't finish the topic. He's going to go back to Maven Dover, Metech Dover. How does this fit in with the whole Yediyas Achiv, Yediyas Ashlil? What, what's going on here? Like, which, that's the thing. What's not the levels are not defined here. Interesting that he called the Seva Kalam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, in this context is the Maitzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, the Seva Kalam is Bleakville. 
This is Eir HaGvul, that's for sure, that he's going to, but the next chapter is obviously going to be the key, bringing it all together. That's why I said this chapter, after we learned the previous chapter, previous chapter talked about from comprehending Chochmi, you come to understand, Bina comes to understand, Primi is Bina, that, that flaw, the grandeur of the, the spheres, the, 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 the higher level. All this is coming to explain, remember, this is all coming to explain how Shemayim Mesapim, how the ten spheres tell us the story of the infinite light. So you didn't yet tie it all together. We're still in the middle. There's another chapter for this, at least another chapter. Yeah, yeah, the normal chapter then comes after the next chapter, we go to the third interpretation of spheres. So there's one more chapter that ties it all together. Next chapter is going to be a, a key one, one or three. I don't know. He didn't say yet. I don't want to say. But, you know, I don't want to jump the gun. I want to kitzer. Okay, the kitchen. I would even say. He explains the thing of Das Tachten, the higher perspective, the lower perspective, the higher perspective. Das Tachten, Mamat Lamayl. The lower perspective is from the above, from below up. Shainivri Yesh. The creature is a Yesh. It exists. Let's define Yesh. Yesh means reality. So ask someone, what is reality? They'll say, my table, my chair is me. God is abstract. I believe in it. It's, it's not my reality. It's not my world. Yeah. Exactly. Now, when... If you ask the perspective from above, it says that's reality, and, what, and this whole creature—that's this—that's the novelty. That's the novelty. It's uh, it's put there. It's there, but it's not the real thing. What's the real thing? In broad terms, it is. In broad, but, but, but in a way, it's really not because ayin means that it's incomprehensible. No, ayin says ayin means two things. It's incomprehensible and also has no substance. Right. He said that. Schatzus means that. It's a novelty, but it's, it's not incomprehensible. I, I think it's, it's, it's well, the word incomprehensible is not the main focus here. The main focus here is that it doesn't have substance. Yeah. So yeah. from a point of view from above, the world below it's is good. really trivial. It's it has a substance. So. Real substance. It doesn't count. Because it, it's, gonna, it's, like, it's like looking, think of something that lives eternally, looking at something that's going to die. Yeah. You know, you're here now, but you're, you have no power of your own. Yeah. You have no real value. Yeah, but except... It's like a significant entity. <laughs> Arrogant people look at this. They say some people are insignificant. I'm significant. You know, so insignificant thing is in the eyes of significance. It depends what's significant. Look, what we value is definitely things that are mortal, that die, and so on. I just heard of a guy that died with $2 billion left. He was, he was alone. I told you the story here. No family. Government took every penny. Till his last day, he wouldn't give a penny charity because he was stingy. So where'd he go? So what's this hole that everyone knows you can't take it with you and they all worship it? That's just want to talk about how the yesh is powerful here. And everyone knows. It's not like a mystery. Everyone knows. It's, it's, no one even imagines you can take it. No matter how much money you have, you can't take it with you. Even the election, it cost them a billion dollars and nothing changed. A billion dollars, they could have given it for... Revolution, right? Okay. So, 
And from above down, Atzilus Yesh, Atzilus is, is the real thing. And the reflection that gives life to energies is like a, is only a reflection. It's only it's nothingness, relatively speaking. And same thing above. Atzilus, the same in the higher levels. Atzilus Ha'er Musig. The energy within the containers is comprehensible by Atzilus. And Atzilus Ha'ezebchinus Yesh. Netzel. It's Yesh Netzel. It's a substance that was emanated. And that which is higher than Atzilus is like Ayin. That's its perspective. And from above down, the emanator is the true Yesh, the true entity. And the Ayin is nothingness, is is insignificant or meaningless. Um, I just want to say, the big question that remains if you want to just understand this chapter, is what's the difference of how Atzillus, what did he do? He just transferred the same idea from Biria now to Atzillus? What's the real difference between the Yesh of Atzillus and the Yesh of Biria? That's the real question. So I'll just say a few words about that and we'll conclude. We talked about it somewhat, but in different words. Remember we said about even the Siyaduchnis is a big thing for us. But but I think we can find words for it. You see, at Silas we spoke, he's completely aligned with God. There's nothing that wavers. There's no, absolutely, every Chachma, Bina, Das, Chesed, is all aligned exactly the way God wants it. In Briyatir Sir, you already have a concealment. So even the Malachim that understand, he said it's in a very, it's still um, manifest inside them. The main thing is me. So imagine a human being on earth, or imagine moments in our lives where you're completely dedicated to what God wants you to do. That's still not Atzillus. At that moment, your yesh, instead of following your own desires and own interests, let's say whatever five minutes you're dedicating to what the Rebbe wants you to do. Yeah, so a bit like yesh, you'll still someone will ask you, what do you feel is real? You'll say, I'm real, but I've, I'm subjugating myself to something I believe in. Or something I know is true. Something I believe is more real than me, but I don't. I still feel my body. But there comes a point where you can have that dedication and actually forget your body. You know, you can be dedicated, committed to something and go all night and forget to be hungry. Doesn't mean it's not gonna, it's gonna last. But the, I didn't say it's bitul It's a, I'm just giving levels of bitul hayesh. So, you, but, but at the end of all of it, you're still in existence. What happened though is the question is how how much are you immersed? So you can be immersed and say, even though I'm hungry, I'm doing this. You can say, I'm so immersed, I don't even feel I'm hungry. And that we have, we all have levels of this. It all depends on your, you know, your level of, of excitement or whatever commitment, etc. But at the end of the day, this is more or less das tachten. I'm just giving an example in our own personal lives. It's not like angels obviously are all day like this, all the time. But we we, we can be, but we can have a taste of it. So what you have here is that you realize that you you definitely sense this world as reality, but you've Learned enough chassidus, so you have enough commitment to say, "I am putting this world aside right now, and I'm dedicating to what I have to do, or I'm using the world that I was given to fulfill my shlichus, whatever it is." But angels have this all the time because they have no distractions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, it's a different level, complete, like you said. And also here we have bchira, but let's take away the bchira part. The concealment is so deep here; they don't have concealment. I mean, they have concealment, but it's only. But at the end of the day, what you're having here is a creature that's dedicating his life to. The cause. That's the best that you have. Atzillus 
is not that at all. Atzilus is not a creature like us. They're dedicated. Atzilus is initially God's chesed, God's gvura, God's teferis. It's a different world completely. We can't even really relate to it. The only thing we can give an example would be by 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 saying, what would be like somebody who doesn't have anything of his own? He's a Merkava, Talakus. What does that mean? Every time he stretches out his hand, it's to help somebody. There's not, there's not even a consideration. It's not like he has to work on it. It's a 24-7, his body is God's agent. He's a Merkava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything, everything he does. When he falls asleep, it's because that's that's the, the, the level that you have to have now. When he's awake, there's no such thing as an independent agenda that he's aligning. He's aligned. His home and is aligned. We can't really experience it, because we could definitely say, you know, I'm, I know I'm not that way, but I could see, you know, I, we believe that, you know, when the Rebbeim speak, they say about the Rebbe, that every Tanua, literally, is aligned. The Alta Rebbe, that's what they said, every Tanua, every second. And so let me finish what I have to say, one second. Okay, that's Atzillus. So now, obviously, from the point of view from our Das Tachn, Ayesh, we look at something like that, it's uh, pretty much of an ayin in that way. We don't understand it. We do understand the godliness within us. That's what we align ourselves to. You know, we know that. But to fully understand that type of dimension of, of commitment yeah. is beyond us. Now, when you talk, now, that's now from Atzilus' point of view. When it looks at us, it sees that's reality, and we're like the the weird ones. We see we're reality, and that's like weird. I mean, not weird in a negative way. It's like, you know, that's a, that's a Rebbe, that's a Tzaddik. That's not like a regular guy. You know, what's a regular guy? He's like us. I mean, what's, what's, what's reality? What's I? That's more mysterious. That's the anomaly, the enigma. The mystery is that. Now, what about Atzilus Lagabahar than Atzilus? So here's the key thing, and I think this is critical. Atzilus, we said, is completely aligned. So that's already for us a mystery. But let's talk from Atzilus' point of view. What does Atzilus see when it looks at God? Is God uh, defined by Chesed, Gvura, Teferis? No. So Atzilus recognizes something. So from Atzilus' perspective, like Atzilus' perspective, I'm completely aligned with you. And that's my reality. My Chesed is your Chesed, divine Chesed. I have nothing of my own. But the mysteries of what you are beyond Chesed, I have no idea what's beyond Chesed or beyond Gvura. I mean, you could sense Sushlila. And how, so that is a, you see the Einarech what's going on here? That's Einarech that the whole structure doesn't, even the structure, the divine structure is meaningless. Whereas by us, we're dealing with uh, whose agenda is dominant. Atzilus is the question is, is a divine structure defined the divine? Is God defined by Chesed, Gvurit, Teferis, even the most ain't beautiful Chesed? No. God has mysteries. As when Meshach says to Hashem, Meshach was in the Shem of Atzilus, I want to see your face. He says, you can't see me and live. He's not talking to Abriya, he's talking to Nshom Vatsilus. Because you want to see me, that's beyond Chesed, then you're no longer going to be Atsilus. There's no longer... I'm just trying to explain the levels of Einarech. It's not, we're not just talking about you know, two Yeshes, well, Yesh of Atsilus, a different Yesh completely. Just, I wanted to just clarify it a bit. And it's very relevant, obviously, to this whole climbing of the ladder. We got a, we got a lot of work, our work cut out for us. Would you agree? Because we still got to go from um, a very lowly yesh. Okay, so we did chapter Kuf Beis 102, page 196, 196.